Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show, um, episode 113. I'm your host, 12-year pro MLS Cup champion, MLS Comeback Player of the Year, UC Davis Hall of Fame member, Black Players for Change founder, and MSL coach, Quincy Ameriqua. Yo, shout out my MSL lesion out there. You guys know what it is. Um, but for those of you who might be just tuning into this frequency for this first time, the MSL is the Mental Strength League, and that's what we're here to discuss every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 PST, live here on the Perfect Soccer Zoom and Instagram accounts. Uh, so if you are down in the MSL, I need you to drop them. I'm in your head emojis down over here on um, on Instagram. And then I need to start seeing some people dropping the I'm in your head emojis over here on Zoom. Um, for those of you who are just now tuning into this hashtag frequency, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, it's a game of mental 4D chess, one where you're either aware and an active participant or you're a pawn in the game steady getting played. Um, for those of you who want to know what the MSL is, it is simply the mindset you need to accomplish your goals. And you need this mindset so you can learn how to learn and know when and how you're stopping yourself from achieving your goals, but more importantly, what to do about it. And if you're new to this and you want to know when this mindset starts, it's the moment you decide to take responsibility for where you are, even if where you are isn't your fault and put forth a plan to learn what you need to, to continue forward. So if you are ready for today's episode, and I'm already seeing John over here and Emilio over on Instagram, dropping them, them I'm in your head emojis. Uh, let's, let's really get into to today's episode and show. And a huge shout out to, to Aaron uh, for making a last minute uh, guest appearance, which is dope. And uh, Aaron, would you, could you give us a little bit of background? Who, who you are, what's your name? A little bit of your story or all of it like we're here we're open and uh we'll we'll get get going for today's episode definitely yeah first of all thanks for having me on uh you know i i've interviewed you so it's kind of fun getting the uh the little reverse and coming on your show so i uh, definitely appreciate that uh for those who uh who, who do not know me uh, my name is aaron burrell um i am a former soccer player myself uh played my entire life, uh, both my parents are immigrants from Jamaica, so I feel like I always tell people growing up, I had two choices. It was either run track or uh, play soccer. And unfortunately, I'm quick, but not fast enough to be uh, a Jamaican sprinter. So uh, soccer was for me, and, and that's what I did. I grew up in Florida, um, so played here, won a state championship in high school, uh, went on uh, from high school and played in college division one at Sacred Heart University. Uh, got, got my little stuff behind me repping repping the piles right now. Um, so played at Sacred Heart, uh, played in the USL PDL. Um, as 
I was kind of getting towards uh, the stage where I would either make the jump to uh, either trying to go pro or trying to jump into my career. I kind of sat down with myself and, and was thinking about where I would go. And I kind of in my head thought, all right, if, you know, I can keep working at, at soccer, this is the game I've loved. It's taken me places that uh, I've never been before. Uh, but at the moment that summer, unfortunately, I was kind of in a different place. Uh, my father had gotten sick uh, with cancer, actually. Uh, and so I was, you know, thinking of different ways I could just kind of step up. And I was like, you know what? I want to stay involved in the game. Um, I can never leave this game alone. Like it, it's soccer. It, it gave me everything in life. Like, I, you know, I, I always say that. And um, because of that, I then worked in I was like, you know what? I want to get into sports media. And so I went to uh, I decided to go back to school. Uh, and get my graduate degree and try and go into sports media. And while I was in graduate school, I landed an internship at NBC Sports uh, and I got to work with like the Premier League team. So I was, you know, here I was, I was like, all right, you know what? I may not be on the field anymore, but I'm still getting to work and, and be involved in the game. And that was a beautiful thing. And from there, uh, my career has kept on. I've, I've worked two Olympics at NBC Sports and now I work at uh, Hearst Television in New York City, where uh, I'm a senior content producer and a host. Uh, so that's actually how I ended up interviewing Quincy uh, through uh, my guy, Paul. I've, I've heard about you for years. Paul has been talking about you, uh, you know, how he wanted to get involved and, you know, work with you and stuff like that. So when I got a chance to do a story earlier this year on, <clears throat> you know, all the things that happened last year, uh, and it's kind of, it, it, it's almost like, you know, it's almost poetic, the fact that we're getting to do this today, you know, the day after, uh, you know, we learned the, the verdict of, of George Floyd uh, or, or Derek Chauvin in the George Floyd case. Um, but I had the opportunity to do a story on athletes who were, you know, making a difference in their community. And having been a former athlete, part of the reason I always wanted to work in media was I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me who were, who had been through it. Now it's a little more common, but uh, you know, at the time I didn't really see a lot of people who I felt like whenever I went, whenever I did interviews with people, I always felt like, you know, it was, it was very surface level. It was never really uh, the types of stories that I felt like I wanted to see. So I wanted to get into media to tell those types of stories. And, you know, I really got to get to, you know, speak with you, uh, get to speak with Rodney McLeod from the Philadelphia Eagles and getting to speak with Lexi Brown uh, of the WNBA uh, and getting to tell that story of, you know, I think uh, the three of you all are just inspiring athletes in general. I think kids who are tuned in today are doing themselves a favor or kids who tune in anytime to your shows are doing themselves a favor. Because uh, I really, you know, I really rock with what you're doing with the Mental Strength League. Uh, like I said, there are a lot of things I wish I knew, uh, you know, growing up, uh, just kind of following a little bit uh, since I've, you know, since I've been introduced to you. Uh, just, you know, the aspect of, of the mental strength that it takes. Uh, and I've spoken with numerous pros about it. And it's, it's something that I, I find just genuinely very interesting because uh, as you progress up the tiers of, you know, the soccer pyramid, you start to notice there's less and less of a difference between players technically, uh, you know, in terms of players physically. But the biggest thing you start to notice the difference is, is the mentality in the players. The players who work when, when no one's watching, the players who work when it's not fun, and the players who don't, you know, they can, they can block it out, you know, when, when the pressure gets tough. <laughs> well, I, okay, I love that. I think we're going to have – I knew we were going to have fun. Now I know we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> we can take it in a lot of different directions, and I think uh, – Definitely. It's going to be, this is going to be dope. So, um, oh, okay. So this is great. So that's great context. Cause I, I have a bit better of a background for yourself and your story, right? We, uh, the tables are turned, right? When we yeah. first was under the, under the, you were the, you were the host and I was the guest and doing the interview. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. So uh, everybody over here on Instagram is dropping their I'm in their head emoji. So they're loving this um, already. They're spamming the heart button. Uh, and and how do you get to the new live whenever I go to the Perfect Suckers? Zoom link takes me last week's replay. Oh, man, it might be. Um, it might not be. Hey, OK, so we're going to do some MacGyver stuff right now. Right. So because right. uh, other people are trying to join in and. And what I had recognized was, was I had, um, I think the link hasn't updated for the new, the newest um, episode. Yeah, this episode. So I'm going to see if I can, uh, Paul, I'm going to send you the link. And if you could drop it in the, in Instagram live, I should then be able to, um, Let's hopefully not crash my computer just opening up so many too many things all at once um, so that everyone who's wanting to join in over on zoom can get in because i just don't think the, the link completely updated so let's see so chat chat so paul so i dropped drop I, I just dropped the link in there paul oh, if you could drop that link in Instagram Live because I see that he's logged in on Instagram Live over here. So those who want to join in can, that'd be great. And for those of you who have any questions, please uh, drop your questions in the chat box and join us over here on Zoom so we can um, have a good time. Uh, but all right, so in terms of a little bit more context just for the audience, because yeah, there has been so much news going on from so many angles at so many levels. I think the amount of progress that's happened in this last year, I forget the saying, but you know, nothing happens for 10 years, then 10 years happen. Nothing happens for 10 years, then 10 years happens in one year. I, uh -huh. I that 100,000% is what 2020 was. Absolutely. And we're start we're, we're getting to see a little bit of the results of the work that happened last year. Mm -hmm. This off season, uh, I became a farmer, right? Uh, and bought my own land and now I'm learning that whole or learned a lot about that whole lifestyle. Um, but the, uh, the reason I speak to that is like you, you plant a seed today, but you don't see something sprout for maybe six months. And then maybe depending on the fruit of whatever you're growing, you don't see fruit for a year, two years, three years. So, so just because we come become aware of something at the beginning of 2020, let's think of that like a seed that's just being planted. And where I feel like we're sitting right now, especially with just like, as you had mentioned, the news and result of uh, the trial yesterday, um, that's almost like uh, the first sprout of that seed, right? So most people will say there's still much more work to be done. You still have to tend to the crop. You still have to take care of it. There's still potential for insects to come in and, and mess it up and the, you know, water to become contaminated. But there's fundamentally something different that we can see today that has never existed before today. Um, and you kind of touch on that a little bit in your story of saying when you're coming up through the system, you didn't necessarily see as much representation. You figure yeah. out how to navigate, you figure out how to find your own niche um, and how to survive because at the end of the day, that's professional sports. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, 
we talk a lot about that here in, men, in the Mental Strength League. Mentality is what's going to help you navigate on the field, off the field, and building your brand and what you represent and what you stand for and what your principles are. It doesn't matter if you're in the stands watching or if you're on the field scoring goals. Um, that's something we can all speak to. So even just a little bit on what you'd shared in your story, mm-hmm. already speaking to the MSL mentality, the, ment- the MSL mindset, right? You, it's, um, and, and the three S's of self-awareness. So we talk about the three S's, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability, right? Mm-hmm. And here, I'm going to pin this link right here. Paul, thank you very much for that. For those of you who are joining in, um, if the main link, perfectsoccerskills.com slash Zoom is not working for you, you can go ahead and go to the link here. You can join in on the live. You'll be able to see Aaron um, uh, Aaron here on, on screen. But uh, yes, and if you guys have questions for myself or Aaron, be sure to be dropping them in. I think what's been very interesting is a lot of uh, people are joining in and just listening, taking it yeah. in. Like, there, there is so much to learn. There are so many moving parts and things are moving much more quickly than they ever have in the past. So kind of building that mental framework to navigate our conversation, right? Yeah. Um, let's, let's tether it kind of to the start of, let's tether it to the first sprouting of a seed that we had together, which was your documentary, right? Or your main, how would you, how would you describe that? What, what is that, the title of it? So the audience has context. So when they yeah. jump watch it, they'll, they'll have better context for the story. Definitely. I mean, I would definitely recommend uh, everyone who's watching, go check it out. Um, I think because all three uh, athletes and uh, I spoke with a sports reporter, Chris Gasper out of uh, Boston. He works for uh, the television station, WCBB. Uh, it's the ABC station out of Boston, but all four perspectives on uh, it was a short documentary that I made. It was called Athletes and Activism. Um, and in it, I sought to kind of deep dive into the history of uh, athletes who, who take a stand for things that they believe in. Um, because I think when what I first uh, wanted to, to to really accomplish with it was it, it was an attack back against the phrase shut up and dribble of you, you can't speak out about this because you're an athlete, but people always say, you know, athletes nowadays are getting too involved in politics, you know, and I always just thought to myself, like, that's a little odd because if you actually go back and look at history, there's a long history of this happening. You know, you can go back to like Jesse Owens in the Olympics, like you're, and you're, you're talking like, this, this is generations ago. So I wanted to really emphasize that. And there was something you said uh, that really stuck with me and it stuck with a lot of people actually on our team um, and it was towards the end of the documentary where you were talking about, I don't want to give away too much because I want the audience to go and check it out. I think it was dope, you know, but, uh, you said something about, you felt like you would be spitting in the face of all those who came before you and put in work. So that way you could live the life that you lived if you stopped fighting for those who don't have a voice. And I thought that was extremely, you know, profound and, and it's a great way to look at it. And, you know, each generation, uh, you know, you're, you're a parent yourself, you want the best for, for your kids and the next generation. Um, you know, some of my, I don't have any children, but some of my friends have children. I would love that if they grew up in a world that was, you know, more accepting and easier for them to grow up in than the world that I grew up in. And that's not to say that the world I grew up in wasn't better than the world that my father grew up in, but human nature is to continually, you know, people should continually evolve and continue to make society better for all people at the end of the day. Like that, 
to me seems like a, a basic principle of life, but you know, that's, you know, that's, for, that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, that was one thing I really sought to, to, to try and explain in that documentary. And I wanted to tell it through the perspectives of different sports and how, you know, I think one thing that made last year so special in terms of athletes feeling empowered to stand up for the things that they believe in was, I think the general brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, community of athletes across all sports sticking together and being like, listen, this is not, you know, we, we need a change. Something has to change. We aren't necessarily the people who, you know, we, ha we don't have all the answers, you know, like we as a society haven't come up with these answers for hundreds of years. So it's a, it's a continually evolving process, but we are making it known. The first step of solving a problem, I always tell people, uh, the example I use is like, if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you have an issue with the person, you speak about it, you know, you bring it to the table, you communicate. That's the first step to solving the issue. So similar with this, if people aren't bringing it up to start the conversation, we aren't going to get through the issue. We're not going to, we're never going to solve the issue. We may kind of disguise it, but it'll manifest itself again in some other way, shape or form. So I think having that communication and that dialogue, and especially having so many people feeling like, you know, this is our moment to, to stand up and not feel silenced. That was, it was a powerful thing we lived through last year. So, you know, that, that was the, the basis of that documentary. And, you know, I, again, I just recommend you all take, take some time out because, you know, these four people took some time out of their day to, to, you know, speak on some things that four or five years ago, I think a lot of people would have been terrified to speak on. And, you know, thankfully, we're at a place where people felt, you know, empowered enough to speak on these things and not only speak on it, speak on it so well, so. No, I, I, I love that. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pull up on my, so again, this is for those who are joining in over on, on Zoom, they can see what I've got on the screen here right now, right? But uh, we had posted the documentary here, Athletes and Act Activism. Um, so you can get links to that as well too. You see uh, Paul already over there showing love for it. <laughs> so you guys can kind of get a feel for where it's at and watch it. Uh, where, where on your platform was it posted? Do you already have links and stuff of where they can watch that directly? Yeah, so uh, it's def it's posted on my personal account um, or it's on Facebook. Uh, go to facebook.com backslash watch stitch. So it's watch uh, S-T-I-T-C-H. Also on YouTube, uh, watch uh, YouTube backslash watch stitch. And yes, and let me double check. I'll, uh, I'm sorry, hold on, let me get you the right one. Sorry. All good. Um, okay, so, but that's good because we'll make sure we're getting links for everybody so they can watch what we're talking about here. So uh, for those of you who are just tuning in over here on um, Instagram Live, welcome, welcome to today's episode. We've got Aaron on here talking a little bit about uh, our, uh, the first time that we met our original conversation and interview as well as his documentary, Athletes and Activism. Um, and uh, for those of you who are interested to want to go and watch the replay of that, uh, we'll get links for everybody over there um, in the so show. Drop it in the you want me to drop it in the chat? I just, uh, so our at is at watch S-T-I-T-C-H at watch stitch. All right, let me make sure I'm spelling this right so I don't send anyone to the wrong link. Oh, you're good. Uh, so Timmy Pickett said, I'll jump over to Zoom next week. No worries, Timmy, as long as you know where we're at. Um, watch 
Sorry, I said that only to the panelists. It's a panel sanitation. Oh, there you go. Ah, okay, there you go. Everyone can see. I apologize. I sent the wrong link here. I was sending the Ted Lasso trailer earlier, so I, I apologize. I actually just said that. <laughs> Great show to anyone <laughs> for, for anyone who's looking for a show out there. Uh, I've only seen the uh, the. I've only seen some of the what do you call it, like trailers and stuff. Or, or, yeah, it, it's a funny show. It's it's a good it's a good good show. Um, um, I just I just think it's I think it's hilarious. Just one also having formerly worked for the Premier League, and you know we always we always used to make the jokes of like Americans covering the Premier League. So it always you know it's just funny to me. But at Watch Stitch. All right, there we go. Just give Ted Lasso a little free promo, but. <laughs> hey. Uh, he he made it. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so I think kind of like what you're what you're sharing with me it it brought to mind what I just I was just speaking with Earl Earl Edwards Jr. about. So shout out Earl. Earl's been down in the MSL and on the Perfect Soccer uh, uh, podcast as well as Perf uh, Ask the Soccer Pro Show. Uh, I think he's been on it two times, maybe three times. Um, uh, I forget which episode number, but his episode was "How Not to Be Selfish" with Earl Edwards Jr. So if you guys haven't checked out that replay with with Earl, that was a that was a dope conversation, especially uh, us reflecting on um, early on in our development of our relationship. But I I say that in terms of setting context that I was just talking with him earlier today, and um, what you just said resonated with me in terms of you've got to address by acknowledging and having a conversation about it, mm -hmm. and what had said is he's been kind of going on uh, panel tours with his father uh, discussing and talking a lot to a lot to these issues and he said we people tend to say un we need to have uncomfortable conversations right but mm -hmm. that's such a a poor way of presenting something that's of value and when I was speaking with him I was like yeah that's that's true because if you if you pitch it that way the person who's probably most likely to need to hear the message is least likely to show up and be engaged and listen to it. And um, he, he had said, um, ooh, uh, growth conversation. That's what he called it. He said, hey, yeah. yeah, the goal is to grow from this conversation. Yeah. There are uncomfortable moments or time in it, but the whole reason for engagement is for us to grow. At the end yeah. of the day, we're all human. And uh, it kind of resonates with me, the point you had made about, you know, the world is better today than it was for your father. And that's your goal to do the same for your, ch your children or those who are important or the next generation. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that everything was horrible the way where you came from, but there are things that we can improve. And ideally we'd like to create a process in which we're all striving to leave, leave the world better than how we found it. Absolutely. So not, it's not necessarily the case that everyone believes in that or wants to see that happen, right? Mm -hmm. And, and the, the first real step in the, in the MSL mindset and the mentality is an acknowledgement of that fact, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants the same outcome as you. And some people want you to fail and they don't want you to succeed because they believe that your success means their failure, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, 
acknowledging that allows you to properly navigate around it and build better for yourself and those who will come after you. Because those who want to be stuck and stay, stay in the past mm-hmm. have the right and choice to do so. Yeah. Have fun. They can have fun in the, in the horrible, negative world that they believe is a value to them. And if no worries. Yeah. So yeah, all of the, like all of these new seeds and, 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 and trees that I'm seeing come up, it's, they're just new connections and things that I'm, I'm seeing. And I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, you know, your path, your story, your journey, what you've had to learn to get to where you are and, and your willingness and openness at being vulnerable, right? Being honest. So speaking to self-honest, taking self-initiative, taking self-accountability. Yeah. And yeah. What, what will result of it, I believe is going to be very impactful, meaningful. And, um, yeah, man, I just yeah. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. You know, um in, in speaking on, you know, being honest and vulnerable, um one thing I think personally, like on 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 your journey in especially life, because for so long I was chasing the dream of being a pro and I came I was close I was close enough to be in a professional club. I was just in the under 23s. So I came within touching distance. I would see the guys on the first team train come in. We would head out for practice that close, that close and not seeing that. And then almost in a sense at a time to be completely honest, I gave up on my dream at that time thinking I would be fine with it. And I am fine with it because of what happened in life. And it taught me a lesson that I needed to learn because I wasn't in, um, I wasn't in the headspace to push on to the next chapter of my life. And I needed to go through certain things at that time to go, to get to that point. But I think that one thing that I really learned was having the ability to back yourself and and believe when all else around you is failing. That to me is self-belief when everything around you is falling and it seems like there's no way out. But at that last second, you just find that little crevice that you can sneak out and you're good. Yes. That to me is like, those are the moments that you live for. And I, I didn't really, uh, you know, I guess just in life, I hadn't had the experiences that taught me that until after I had moved on from the game of soccer, or I didn't have the, I didn't have the people around me at the time to teach me those sorts of lessons. And that's why, um, you know, that's why I said the things when I, when we opened the show that, that children who are growing up, who listen to your show and hear other pros talking about that. I didn't have pros who I could listen to talk about, you know, it's going to get tough and the journey of chasing your dream gets lonely and it gets hard and it's painful. And there's going to be rejection when you have given it every last bit that you can give. But if you stick through and make that breakthrough, it's going to be the most beautiful feeling that you'll have. And I didn't have that. I mean, I did have that to an extent because growing up, I had numerous coaches tell me I wouldn't even make it to play in college. And then I made it to play at a division one level. I made it as close as I did to being, you know, a first team professional. And for that, I am proud of myself because it wasn't guaranteed. I was the only player on my club team who even logged a singular minute of college soccer at, 
a singular minute. So, you know, it wasn't like I was coming from a system where it was like, you know, we're turning out players and, you know, this is what's expected. It was like, no, no, this is this is the end of the road. And I just refused to kind of let that happen. So that breakthrough, even in the smaller moments that I had it in, you know, I always I, I you know, I, I'm somebody who always shoots for like the highest possible goal. Like no matter what, if, if people are like this crazy, cool, whatever, I'll prove you wrong, you know, and, and that's what that's the beauty of, of following the journey. And I was actually in. Um, in a discussion last week and you know they were asking what do you prefer the destination or the journey and a lot of people you know people were going back and forth oh, i want to get to my destination i want to get to my destination but i was like the beauty to me and life is the journey of of getting there because for example i'm a kid from tampa florida i have been places that i never thought i would ever see and that simply came from working and believing in a goal that i had of okay one day i want to you know take take the game of soccer as far as I can take it and then I also said to myself I always knew I wanted to work in media because growing up like Stuart Scott was my was my guy you know I, I used to love sports center watching you know watching those guys and I wanted to work in media and I was and even then I was able to win you know one of the highest prizes that I can win in my field like an Emmy award and that you know that moment and that validation even in that journey of me chasing of being I want to be you know I want to be a person in media that people can come to. I want to be a voice in media that, you know, I can tell these stories like yours, like Rodney McLeod's, like uh, Lexi Brown, you know, and, and be able to tell those stories. And even in that journey, there's this, I, what I noticed was I was going through the same things I was going through when I was chasing the dream of being a pro. The exact same things. It just, again, different names, different terms, different things. But I'm still, you know, I'm putting my hours in when nobody's watching, you know, I'm doing what I need to do. And it's the same struggle. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people I'm good enough to do this right now. No, 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 you're, you're not, you're not quite there yet, but it's like, all right, fine. I'm going to go back to the drum board. I'm going to work a little bit more and then we're going to make the breakthrough, you know? And, and that is, that's, that's why I think looking back on it now that I'm older, I'm like, I love the fact of like my journey taught me these things. And like, I would love to share that information with anybody else. So that's why, you know, appreciate you, you, you have me on. Uh, I actually have to hop off soon. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to get that out there. Oh, no, of course, brother. I appreciate I appreciate you stopping by. And um, I'm glad you're able to kind of share share the, the broader perspective and story that kind of that speaks to who you see yourself as, as well as the lessons you've learned along the way. Um, I think what kind of really stands out is. Typically. It's as you grow older and you grow wiser that you can learn you, you learn the value of lessons you learned along the way and you learn the value of lessons you didn't learn Definitely. even more. So I think what's really great about what you said is, Hey, there's no regrets because I know I left it all out there knowing who I am and what I've had to do in my other fields. I did give up on it, but understanding and having the lesson from doing that has allowed me to maybe make the breakthrough in the field I'm currently in. Exactly. That's 100% where, where, where I'm at. You know, like if I hadn't had that, you know, that moment where I reflected on my journey as a player and being like, I could have kept going and saying to myself, all right, I let that happen to myself once in life. I won't let it happen to myself twice. And that, from that point on, I feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've made it because trust me, I feel far from it, but I feel like I have, you know, put myself on a better path to what, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just put myself to where I feel I wanted to go. I that, and I appreciate that because it, it made me 
so I'll give the condensed version, right? Like it's all the same game, just different uh, vernacular, right? Different, right? So you're learning the language of whatever game you're playing, whatever field you're in. And lessons are part of the language you'll learn in your field. And the lesson that you learned of, okay, I let it happen once, I won't let it happen again. It made me reflect back on my journey about when I learned that lesson. Mm. I learned that lesson when I got to college soccer. Really? Well, yeah. So, so I was, um, I, uh, I don't even give the, the longer, the condensed version of it is basically like, because I was so young, when I started school, I was always fall through the gap. So, you know, that little crack at the end, I was never got to ever, right? In term, or I was the last to be got to, if at all. So that meant you had to do things to stick around and survive long enough. And then, whoop, okay, I'm into the next one, right? Yeah. As, far as high school was concerned, I just, I was scoring goals and I was doing really well, but I got no interest. So I had no scholarship offers, nothing. So mm-hmm. I, my career was essentially done at high school because I was like, okay, I'm going to go walk on, um, try to walk onto the track and field team for pole vault at UC Berkeley because I got in there academically, right? That, that was the goal. Yeah. Last game in my last tournament, the two coaches came out to see the other team playing to recruit the year out. That's where I got seen and brought in for my recruitment trip. And then I ended up signing and going to UC Davis. Right. Wow, which, okay. okay. Which was a division two school transitioning to division one. So we weren't even allowed to qualify even if we did. So it's just a bunch of like, we're going to prove you wrong. We're going to make get prove you guys wrong. And my yeah. teammates were all the same. We we're all cut from the same cloth chip on our shoulder. Um, but that's making me realize when I got there, I said, okay, uh, I realized that there's a whole process to the recruiting process. There's a whole language. There's a whole system. Yeah. And I went, oh, I didn't know this existed. So, but I made it. So you don't need it, but it would have made it way easier. Yeah. Right. I won't make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the lesson that I learned in college that helped me when I eventually kind of slipped into the pro game to yeah. always continue forward. So I know I love, I love that. Cause that's, that's a very important one. And to your point of most uh, players and most individuals who are, you know, following the, following the account, following the platforms and channels. Um, the issue and problem I foresee with many of them is not properly valuing the lessons and the information individuals like yourself and myself are sharing on these platforms because it's just so easy to have access to you. Like that yeah. took years of work, blood, sweat, and tears to learn yeah. that. Right. So it is a very valuable lesson to you. Like, Hey, I know yeah. this. Um, so yeah, brother, I know you said you've got to run, but I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that background, you know, you being so open and, and sharing with, with the audience. I know a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are spamming the heart button uh, over here. Yeah. For sure. I, listen, I love this. I, 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 I'm available whenever you need me, man. I, I love to come back and talk, uh, you know, panels of players. I've played with, you know, a lot of guys, like, like I said, in the offseason in college, I used to train with some guys here in Florida, uh, some who've played in the MLS, uh, you know, some who are still in MLS. Uh, so, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've been around it. I've been close enough that, you know, I understand the mentality. I, and that personally, I think also gives me an advantage sometimes when I'm interviewing, for example, guys like yourself, because listen, you know, once upon a time, we were teammates, you know, and, and now I just get to switch it up and, and, and kind of throw on a different hat and, and present, you know, present uh, athletes in a different light sometimes. So, so I love doing it, but listen, I, I love it. I appreciate it. 
whenever you want me to come on, you know, please let me know. I'll make myself available. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. I really appreciate it, brother. Of course. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one and, uh, and enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. I'll see you, man. All right. So, no, that was dope. Uh, very last minute uh, guest appearance from Aaron, which was great to see. Um, appreciate him stopping by. Let's see what we got here, everybody. Um, yo, what up, Ross? Welcome. Portland Poetry dropping in. Uh, MLS Cup champion, Ross Shunk, 2010. Legend. Um, Trevor said, missed it. No worries. No worries. You, you, you missed the guest. But guess what? We uh, record the replay, or we've got a recording of the replay, and we, we publish it. Shout out Todor, who helps chop these together. Like I said, when we're having guests and people want to pop in and have or ask any questions or join in, uh, we do that over on Zoom now. Um, let's see. And um, yeah, so. Some questions coming in. Okay. Oh, Kendall, I don't think the whole thing. Oh, there we go. Okay. Kendall had asked, hi, as a female athlete, we struggle with equality. Do you think professional athletes will be treated equally? There was a great example during the March Madness tournament. Okay. So as a female athlete, we struggle with equality. I forgot who I was talking with about this before, but in, in professional sports, right? Like there's a winner and a loser. So equality, the, the concept of equality, I understand, I understand the idea of equality and what we mean by it. I think what we're wanting is equality in access to opportunity, equality in access to information, equality in access to resources, but equality of outcome. I don't believe, I don't believe people want. I don't believe, I don't believe people would want to put in 10,000 hours of work and a million dollars of their money, time and energy, and get the same outcome as the person who put in 10 minutes of work and $2 of their effort or energy, right? So setting context in terms of equality of access and resources versus equality of outcome. I think everyone wants equal access to resources so that um, they have the equal opportunity to create for themselves and those around them. And, and I think that that's a fair and reasonable, reasonable thing to strive for and demand, right? But to your specific question as, do you think athletes will be treated equally? I do not believe that that will be the case. And I don't think that'll be the case because the very nature of professional athlete athletics in sports is to, is to, to unbalance and to beat your competition. Right. So you're not going to watch, you're not going to watch a professional sports game or season that there is never a winner in the end. There's, there's never a differentiator between who's mo most skilled or the best on the day or on the week or during the year. So I think 
the difficulty can be bridging those ideals or these, these ideas in a manner that can man manifest into the, the real world in, with the most positive, in the, uh, yeah, the most positive impactful outcomes as possible, right? And I think even speaking to a lot that we just discussed here with Aaron who had joined in on his athletes um, and activism documentary that he had put together, um, I think that's the difficulty of bridging the gap between the responsibility of professional athletes and, and professional sports um, in the, you know, political system and conversations that, that sometimes we choose not to have because it's just easier not to have those conversations. I mean, we, we touched on it in terms of, you know, a lot of people avoid difficult conversations, but as we talk about here in the MSL, the mental strength league, you know, we, we, we attack those temporary obstacles head on, right? We, we, we come with the approach of three S's of self-awareness, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. How can we put in place or learn what it is we need to learn to overcome whatever is currently preventing us from achieving our goal? And I think even to Aaron's point, I was talking a lot about here, like it's not always going to go your way. It's not always going to work out, but you're living for the moments in time where you can have that breakthrough. And I think 2020 was, uh, was a, was a year where those who, you know, put their heads down, got to work and, and did the work made, I mean, a substantial amount of progress that would have normally taken like I'd mentioned, 10 years to, uh, to achieve. So did you take advantage of the time that you received in 2020? And if not, what are you putting in place to, to not make that mistake again? So it was a great, great wrap up there with Aaron in terms of like, um, that's a lesson that you have to learn or you will eventually learn in life and how you approach life after learning that lesson will will be very influential in where you get to in life um, on or off the field. But uh, Kendall, that's a great question. And let's see, Rory, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. Um, let's see any other questions that are coming in here. Like uh, again, apologies on the, um, on the zoom link not uh being updated properly i'm still making adjustments and and getting a feel for um how best to leverage the zoom platform i really i really like it because i'm able to at least screen share and show you guys what's going on what's on the screen I, I can do that a little bit on instagram but i'm a little bit limited there it also was preventing us from maybe getting into a, a broader market of individuals and people and platforms i, I understand and know that i can set this up now so it streams on facebook youtube and i believe twitch so we'll get that going so hopefully that is the case here moving forward so if you haven't uh if you haven't already make sure you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com zoom so you can get registered and sign up for all future episodes and replays 
<laughs> Yo, I'm in your head. Uh, let's see. Joe Jackson said, I worked the whole summer and made my varsity team for the first time for our shortened season, even though the uncertainty of it, if we're having one or not. Yo, congratulations. I know that that was not easy to do. And, um, yo, that's just, that's the first step in many stepping stones to, to your goals. So that's awesome. Um, uh, Sage of DBC said, I'm 17 and I've been training consistently for more than 10 years. Love that. Uh, I train for three to five hours on some days and usually train by myself while also doing work with friends uh, with 3v3s or rondos and simple passing drills. I try to work on my weaknesses. Academy kids train one hour and 15 minutes and still seem to be better than me. How am I outworking them constantly, but I am quote unquote worse than them uh, with them playing on a higher level than me, only training an hour, 15 a week with their team and most do not do any work outside on their own besides the gym. Uh, okay. Um, I think I spoke about it a couple episodes ago. I'm not sure if it was, I don't know, episode 107 or 106. Uh, but, you know, there is no substitution for in-game experience, right? Like you could try to recreate scenarios on your own with your friends by yourself with cones and drills and everything you could, you, you, and you do the best you can to set that up. You guys have seen me out on, on the acres. I think I showed it before. Um, you see me get real creative. I'm using anything and everything I can to keep myself sharp, but mentally I continually take myself to in game situation, in game mindset, in game reaction as best as I can. Because those are the experiences that you, you uh, fall back on when you're making impulsive or instinctual decisions in the moment. And if those kids seem to continually be beating you, even though you're outworking them in terms of uh, total hours um, dedicated training individually, you've got to find a way to get uh, in-game minutes and, and get, um, get to the highest level you possibly can. Because as you can see, in-field, on-game play is more valuable than the work that you do on your own, unfortunately. Um, so what are some, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd quite, I would, um, I would encourage you to find some ways in which you can, you can get more in-game experience. So what would be some ways in which you could go about doing that? And if, if, um, you know, if you don't have access to teams, then where and how do you, how are you going to travel to be able to get to them? Um, you know, what is it that you're needing to do to make it happen and how bad do you want it? Um, let's see what we got here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, we went pretty deep on today's episode, to be honest with you, everybody. Um, I was uh, intending at first to do for today to be a recap of the episode with Pablo last week, episode 112 um, of the Asa Soccer Pro Show. So let me 
put up on the screen what we got here a little bit. It was um, Pablo. No, those are all clips. That's clips, clips, clips. Image, boom. Yeah, so this is what we had uh, last week. So Pablo Mastroni joined in on the live episode 112. We really dove into his mentality mindset, how that's changed and shifted since he became, since he became a head coach and transitioned from being a player, which was um, very insightful. Um, it, was, it was very interesting to hear how he's changed his approach as a result of the position he is now in. Um, and, um, if you guys didn't get a chance to join in live, definitely make sure you check and watch that replay. Cause there is some very insightful, uh, lessons there from, uh, someone who's played in a world cup, you know, and, and played at the highest level. So, um, we really break down that, that system of thought and, I believe do a good job of making it easily uh, understood and able to navigate. Um, and if any of you had a chance to join live or watch the replay, please share some of your feedback. Let us know what you, you took away from it. Uh, Joe Jackson said, I got on the zoom by the way, but missed the first part though. So I'll definitely be catching the replay. It sounded like a great guest to have on. Yes. He was a great guest. Let's see what we've got here. No worries. And again, apologies on, on the links and getting all that. Like I said, getting dialed in on Zoom and getting that together, as well as going back and forth between speaking with the guest who is particularly on, as well as those of you who are in the Instagram uh, chat with your questions. Want to give kind of more of a, an idea as to how I'm thinking about doing it here is really getting to the questions that are dropped in the webinar chat. So we're here as well as my ability to bring those of you who want to jump on and ask your own specific questions um, here on Zoom and uh, use, use Instagram as uh, the place that I can put um, graphics and images and things up on the screen, um, which has been, you know, been working to break down and get some edits and stuff together of. So let's see. Echevera said, last time I played soccer was in September and I'm 19, but really desired to play for my home team, but I just feel like it's too late. And what really brought me down was the fact that academy players, and then they kind of cut off, really have a better chance. And it, it's saying, here, you want your dreams to come true, pay up. Um, okay. okay, well, I generally understand, I think I understand kind of where you're at in terms of saying like, hey, if money is the limiting factor in your ability to have opportunities, well, then you're going to have to get very creative with learning how to generate revenue or money for yourself. Um, and there's never been a better time in the history of humanity to create a side hustle or job that you can make um, more than enough money to cover your costs to play in an academy or get proper coaching or consulting or whatever. Um, and that might be tough for people to hear or, or accept, but if you really want something and you really want to achieve something and money is the limiting factor to that, the fact that you have access to the internet and a phone and you can be on this live here right now and listen to me speak means you are ahead of 95% of people in the world who don't have access to those types of things. 
Um, and if you have access to something that more than 95% of the world's population doesn't have, um, then what is really holding you back from learning what you need to, to acquire the resources you need to accomplish your goal? And that's where I would point you back to the three S's of self-awareness, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Honest with yourself. Have you spent every moment of time available to you researching and figuring out ways in which you could generate revenue for yourself? Is that starting your own business? Is that working freelance? Is that uh, washing cars? Is that mowing people's lawns? Like you can make money. You can save money and you can invest money especially with all the opportunities with cryptocurrency and all these social currency platforms and DeFi and NFT space. I mean, um, yes, you can. And I, I spoke about it, I think on my Quincy Talks episode on my personal account, don't FOMO in, right? Don't FOMO in, fear of missing out. No, slow-mo in, you know? Take a long-term winner's mindset approach to what you're doing. If you realize in this moment you haven't been doing enough and, um, and you can do more, don't try to do everything today, right? You're not going to – you could try to build everything today, but maybe you need to do that so you can learn the lesson of why you don't try to build everything in one day, right? So we're all on the journey. We're on the human experience, and there's, uh, there's many lessons that you can learn on your own or life will teach you eventually uh but you know i appreciate that question because you know we all get to difficult moments in time where we want to give up or we don't believe in ourselves or we think it's impossible and um in those moments i don't want to hear why you can't make it happen i want to hear the one reason why you're going to make it happen anyway right and if, and if i'm not going to hear that you need to be saying that to yourself that's what you got the perfect soccer platform for. And this community, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, but you got to put in the work to make the dream work. That's what it is. Um, Joe Jackson said, yeah. Joe Jackson spamming that hard button. Uh, and says, yeah, Pablo was, an, was amazing, but I definitely want to go over it again because there was so much information to take in. Yes, that is, that is, a, fa that is a very fair statement. I'm also realizing how much information we are packing into you know, an hour. And um, it's a lot. And figuring out ways in which we can hopefully break down that information and that content so it can um, be more easily navigated. But those of you who've been down in the MSL, you've been doing a lot of MSL mental strength stamina training. You're understanding how to uh, stay focused and tuned in to very high level, high idea conversations for a long duration of time, right? That's building your mental stamina, your training. You're literally practicing an aspect of the game that will serve you well when you get on the field. So uh, there's value in, in the time you have to invest to gain the lessons and experience that, it, that are being shared. Um, kind of to the point of, you know, Aaron, uh, the point I touched on with Aaron in terms of saying, hey, it took him, you know, five or six years to learn that lesson of not to do that again. So, and that lesson is here available to you guys immediately. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, I've got two more minutes before Instagram kicks me off. But so I want to thank everybody again for 
joining in for today's episode. If um, if you haven't had a chance, uh, please head over to um, my personal my personal page. Check out what's being posted over there. Um, check out my Quincy Talks episode. Um, I've been having a lot of fun over in the metaverse. Um, I touched on crypto space a little bit here a minute ago. I speak a little bit to that um, in today's episode on my account that I posted over there, um, as well as, you know, I'm thinking moving forward as I'm prepping for that, for the show, I'll do a Quincy Talks episode before I join in live to share with you guys like the fun stuff that's going on, uh, some of the things that are being posted and and uh, making sure I'm creating enough time and space so they're answering specific questions from the audience um, over here on Instagram Live and more importantly, Zoom. So I'm getting dialed in. I'm figuring out how I want to approach the conversations and stuff here moving forward or, or more so like presenting information. So if you guys want to know the fun stuff, what's going on, highlights, clips, all of that in my world, uh, make sure you're following my personal account, Quincy Ameriqua. And leaving comments on my um, my most recent posts and questions that I'll be asking over there, and then um, join in live uh, to hear um, the Ask the Soccer Pro Show and come on here on Zoom to ask your specific questions. But thanks again to everybody. Like I said, ten seconds before it kicks me off. I appreciate everybody, and as always, I'll see you next week. And I'm in your head. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.